How you doing, all my New York pizza rats? And welcome to Rosé Till Christmas Day, a podcast that <laughs> fl- invites you to pour a glass and sit down and discuss some cheesy holiday Christmas movies. I'm your host, Emma, and I'm joined by your other host, Abby. How you doing, Abby? How you doing, Emma? How you doing? How you doing? I'm walking here. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I'm gonna go down to the bodega with the bodega pet that... Bodega cat that takes a pet. <laughs> like, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> takes a pet like, no problem. No problem. That's a good cat there. It's a good cat. <laughs> I gotta go down, I gotta go across the bridge and get a, get a slice from a joint in Brooklyn. Do you, I don't, you know what I don't understand about people who don't live in New York? Like, where else do they go to get, like, a pack of peanut M&Ms, a Diet Coke, and toiletries, and some other thing at the bodega? Like, what do they have? Convenience stores? Uh, 7-Eleven? I don't know. I don't know. That sounds fake. That sounds fake. That sounds fake. There's no experience outside of the New York experience. As like, no one opens the door for a native New Yorker. <laughs> <laughs> you can want who you want. Boys and boys and girls and girls. Welcome to New York. It's been waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> Start spreading the news. I'm leaving today. Concrete jungle, wet dream tomato. <laughs> Thank you. That was beautiful. Oh, I think if there's a single New Yorker still listening to this podcast, they are no longer listening to this podcast. <laughs> you know what? Goodbye. I don't want you here anyway. <laughs> I'm a fucking Chicagoan. I don't want you here. I'm from Canada. Please let me have. Please let me live inside you. Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> Emma, have you been drinking? I have been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and what are you drinking? I'm drinking some cocktail. It doesn't have an official name because I took the base cocktail recipe that my sister sent me mm-hmm. and I just did whatever the fuck I wanted with it. So, you know, I'm just getting drunk and I'm drinking out of a coupe. And <laughs> I mean, I feel fancy and I'm drink. It's got like a holiday gin inside of it. So, mm. you know, I'm having a good time. Lovely. I'm having a good time. What are you drinking? I am drinking a lemonade that I put some vodka in. <laughs> no. It's yeah. a pink Whitney. No. Vodka? No. Oh. Because that was going to be my next drink. <laughs> no. No, it's just some Tito's that we had on the top of our fridge. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, uh, it's my first time drinking hard liquor in a long time. <laughs> I haven't. Hard liquor is great. Yeah, hard liquor is great. But I mean, like, quarantine i thought quarantine was gonna make me drink a lot more but that did not end up happening actually i drink a lot less than i did before we were you just turned into a pothead i did i did that was the 2020 (laughs) move that no one was expecting (laughs) well when you keep saying you're on pod i'm like yeah that 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 tracks (laughs) i'm not right now I just there you have. Go. She's actually having an alcoholic bevy for Rosie. 
what are you doing to get into the holiday spirit this week? Or the um, last couple of weeks, because yeah. we suck. It's, eh, <laughs> it's okay. You know what? It's a pandemic, and we both have mental health concerns, Yeah, and it's a busy, busy, busy time of the year, so. Yeah, and we're also, well, I'm, I'm an essential worker, so yeah. I, and uh, we just, yeah, we, we, we have people off for COVID. Yep. Yay. So I can't, I can't take any time off right now. It's great. <sighs> we're, do- we're fine. We're doing fine. How are you? <laughs> um, I guess, well, I've been buying Christmas gifts, which I do like to get people gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very excited for one of Chris's Christmas gifts this year. Mm. Uh and I can divulge it because he doesn't fucking listen to anything I make. Um. God damn it, Chris. <laughs> Christopher. Christopher. But he loves the game Blockus. Um, it's kind of like Tetris. Oh, no, I in know a that way. one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know that. And he always wants to play it. I don't like playing that game. And also you need more than two people to play that game. But I found a two-player Blockus game. And I was like, well, I can't not get this for him. And so I got that for him, and I'm very excited about it. That's Um, great. That and we've been doing a lot of sitting in our living room with just the Christmas tree and the other Christmas lights we have in the house on. um, And just kind of existing. Sometimes we'll play chess while we we do so. Yes, we've gotten into chess. um, And that's just very cozy and comforting. So what about you? Um... I've been wearing holiday stuff to work. There we go. And uh, I went ham at the grocery store. I'm like, if I can't see my family this year, I'm going to make all the food myself. Fuck you. Yeah. I'm, And so this was the first time I was like, I went into the grocery store and I'm like, there are no limits. You buy whatever the fuck you want. And <laughs> so I did. Good for you. And it was great. So good for you. <laughs> Spent a lot of money on groceries this month, though. So <laughs> eh, that's all right. Um, but yeah, that's been about it. I've just been trying to get myself to the point where I can just enjoy the holidays and mm-hmm. work. It keeps like throwing a wrench in that, and it's very frustrating. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But I also know it's because of poor handling of the whole pandemic in general from yeah. my god-awful uh, province. So, you know, it's it's not my fault. It is capitalism's at the end of the day. This is true. So. And it is capitalism's fault that we are very behind. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's why we contribute. No. <laughs> we do that. Um, yeah. But it, yeah, no, definitely capitalism's fault. Um, you know. That being said, we should probably mention that um, this episode was supposed to be two movies, A New York Christmas Wedding and The Christmas House. Uh, the Christmas House. Yeah. yeah. And we I ended up deciding it. we're just going to talk fine. about one. And the same thing is going to go for um, the next episode where we were going to watch two episodes, like two princess themed episodes. But now we're just going to stick with the Princess Switch 2 just to make it a little bit easier on the both of us. I yeah. think we did. We we set a bar yeah. that was very high with a lot of double features this year. Yeah. 
That's we okay. Just we live and we to, learn. Like, tone it back down. Yeah. So that's kind of where we're at. Um, <laughs> John, we now are gay feral. <laughs> la la Merry Christmas. Happy Chrysler. <laughs> we're slowly it's losing Christmas. our minds. We are. <laughs> <laughs> so this week we're talking about a gay Christmas movie, and it is a gay Christmas movie that actually very much lives up to its name. Yes. It's called A, a New York Christmas Wedding. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it is directed by Atoje Abbott, um, also written by Atoje Abbott. Um, it stars Nia Fairweather as Jennifer, Adriana DeMeo as Gabrielle, Cooper Koch as Azrael Gabison. Gabison? 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 I don't know. Gabison? I don't know. Um, Atoje Abbott as David and Chris Noth as Father Kelly. So, uh, we open on Jennifer getting ready for... So, it is probably early aughts, I would say. I think it's 1999. 1999? Okay. Yeah. We're open party like it's 1999. 2000, zero, zero, party over roofs, out of time. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> we can't keep singing it or we're going to get a copyright struck. <laughs> Yes, because we don't they're, have the money for that. The people, the people who handle Prince's estate, are listening to our stupid Christmas podcast. <laughs> We're not even playing the real songs. Oh. I mean, should just call me tits. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, party like it's nineteen ninety nine. Okay, anyways. <laughs> um, Jennifer is getting ready for Gabby to come over to decorate the tree. She goes all out. She makes eggnog. She bakes cookies. Like, she is ready to have some fun with Gabby. And Gabby, so she calls up Gabby and she's like, yo, where are you at? And Gabby is with Vinny, who is just, you think of toxic masculinity and you yeah. throw it in a New York setting. You think of And Vinny. this is Queen's. It, you think of queens and you would think of somebody who is a Vinny like just like your typical Italian asshole <laughs> and Gabby just magically feels some sort of compet towards because uh, he's not um, even like good looking he he has nothing no. going for him other than he's, an ass- he's not even nice to her no it's like it's, it's not even like she he's like a sweet guy she's just no. like oh he's showing interest in me okay sure why not right um so but then because gabby's kind of blowing jennifer off to be like be with viddy gabby is like understandably upset uh sorry jennifer is like understandably upset and they have a fight and gabby's like you're way too clingy and jennifer is like never speak to me again because they are 15 and that is what happens when you're 15 (laughs) it's a bit much um and she goes out of her way she is pissed off and she writes a letter and she mails it to her she fucking mails that letter yeah uh and that's when we flash forward to present day and jennifer is working as a vet tech and they she's like dealing with the first time she has to put a dog down as a vet tech Uh, uh, why did we have to watch a dog die in a christmas movie what the fuck (laughs) <laughs> they should come with a dog okay there is a dead dog in this movie don't watch it if you're 
very sensitive about that. I'm so sorry. I forgot to warn you. It's not something I think of. I'm sorry. It's okay. I was watching it, and then I was like, what the fuck? Um, I was like, we better not bury our gays, too. I had to fucking watch a dog die. (laughs) And then my dog, who is alive and very well, was sitting next to me, and I just grabbed him and was like, you can't do that. (laughs) He was like, mom, stop. (laughs) I was just trying to nap. (laughs) Um. So Jennifer's, like, very emotional. She's kind of called out because, like, this is something you have to deal with if you're going to be in the veterinary industry. And she's kind of, and it's kind of like, yeah, this sucks. It's hard. But you kind of need to, like, figure out your coping mechanisms because this is it. This is what we have to do. Um, And she's, like, she doesn't even, like, really accept the criticism. She's just, like, she makes it about her dad and her best friend, Gabby, having died. Um, and so then her boss just, like, sends her home early. It doesn't, like, it's, she's clearly early in her career, so, like, I don't think this is going to be completely detrimental to her, but she's got to no. get used to it, man. Was it? Damn. Don't we, don't we end up finding out later that she used to be, like, this, like, per, like, a, like an accountant or something along those lines in, like, a Fortune yeah. 500, and she ended up leaving yeah. to become a vet tech? Yeah. Hmm. I think that's, like, established in the very next scene. Yeah. Um, so she gets sent home early. She goes to her Manhattan apartment. So, you know, there's money. Um, (laughs) he's got money. Uh, she is currently engaged to David. Uh, his parents are coming over. She's like, what the fuck? No. Um, and you can tell like her and his parents just like, don't really get along. Um, and, uh, apparently David's mom is completely taking over this wedding, is not taking anything Jennifer has to say into consideration, and David's just kind of letting her steamroll over all of it. Yeah. Like, she's like, uh, you guys are getting married on Christmas, or Christmas Eve, or whatever, and Jennifer's like, actually, I, Christmas time is a really, really hard time for me, considering, like, it used to be very, very important to me, my dad and my best friend, and my dad and my best friend are now dead, uh, yeah. And so Christmas is just a really hard time of year for me, so I'd rather not do this wedding. Yeah. And the mom is basically like, we're trying to throw but, the wedding of the year. Like, this is about society and, like, where they stand as society. It's not about David and Jennifer whatsoever. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, like, David, again, is, like, giving her no backup whatsoever. And, like, you could tell, like, they love each other, but, like... He cannot stand up to his mom, and that is an issue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Jennifer basically has to leave and go for a run. Um, and she runs into Azriel, and Azriel gets hit by a bike. Or no, wait. Azriel was on the bike. I wrote that down wrong. Okay. Azriel was like, on the bike. Like, I don't think bike. that's how it, yeah. Yeah, he was riding the bike, and he got hit by a car. Because <laughs> the driver and was Jennifer- stoned. <laughs> And, like, Jennifer is like, do I help this guy or what? And then she's like, yeah, I'm going to be a good bystander. I will help him. <laughs> um, he's a little standoffish at first, but, like, eventually, like, she, like, insists on walking with him because she's like, you don't know if you hit your head. Like, you don't know how good you are. Like, shut up. Yeah. Let me take care of you for a few minutes here. And he's like, um, no, girl, I know I'm good. Like, there's not a scratch yeah. on this man. He's fine. No. Yeah. Um, he is obviously, uh, very gay. Um, <laughs> uh, they have, 
I like it's not necessarily important to the plot, but it was just what uh, just a qu- quick reminder that this is a queer movie. Just yeah. just get it through your mind right now. This is a queer movie. Um. So this man is very clearly gay. Uh, she helps him out. She is like, no, dude, like, you might have hit your head. Like, please let me, like, walk with you for a bit so I know you're fine. And then they end up, like, having, like, this really cute heart-to-heart. She kind of vents to him about, like, everything that's, like, going on between David and his mom in the wedding. And, like, he offers her some very sage advice. Yes. Um, And at the end of it, she's about to go back into her apartment, and he tells her to keep her eyes open to new possibilities. Mm-hmm. I... They had, like, a little conversation about, like, being in love around Christmas time or something along those lines. And, like, he gives a little Mm. tease as to who he really is because she said something about, like, do you have a special man for Christmas? And he's just like, something like that. And he means... He means oh. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. But. Oh my God. <laughs> you know what? I like to think of it as he, that Jesus is gay. So, oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So you heard it here first, folks. Jesus is gay. And Jesus is trans. So. Yeah. yeah and he's not better. white. So thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so he tells her to keep her... No, 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 it's great. Keep her eyes open to new possibilities. And so she goes to sleep next to David. And she wakes up in an alternate universe where she and Gabby are living together. And not only are they living together, they are engaged. And they've and known natu- each other biblically. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They are walking around in underwear. It is very much intimate. Jennifer has no memory of this alternate life, so she spends a good chunk of time just staring in complete bewilderment. She's like, what the fuck? Like, no, this isn't happy. This isn't happening. This is, like, what the... She has no idea what's going on with her life. Gabby's like, uh, silly, you have to do this and this thing. Silly, you have to do this and this thing. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you doing? Go do the thing. Like, why do I have to remind you? You're being dumb. And very importantly, Gabby has a very important conversation that she's supposed to be having with Father Kelly coming up. So, Mm -hmm. you know. With Jennifer. With Jennifer. Um, they have a dog. His name is Smudge. His it's name really is cute. Smudge. He's Smudge. And she goes for a walk and she runs into Azrael. Oh, I should note. So she goes to sleep in Manhattan and she wakes up in Queens. Yeah. That is the other thing. Like, that she's in a completely, like, New York is, like, just one of those cities that is so big that, like, they're not even than the same universe sometimes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she wakes up in Queens. Uh, she, and she runs into Azrael and we find out he's an angel and he made this happen. And so now she has like, I think it's like 24, no, 48 hours to figure mm-hmm. out if this is what she wants or not. Or at least to like see what she missed. Yeah. And basically, he's like, do you want to go back to your old apartment? She's like, yes! Oh my god! I'm not where I'm supposed to be! And so she goes to her old apartment, and there's a white woman at the door. (laughs) (laughs) 
and it's David's wife, and he they have children, and it's really cute, and he's happy mm-hmm. and doing like great, basically. Yeah. Um, and uh, so she goes back to Queens, and her dad is still alive, miraculously, and she's, like, really emotional about mm-hmm. all of this because... She and her dad were really close. She lost her mom when she was really young. And so then she had just previously lost her father. Yeah. Close to Christmas time. I think it was like his heart. Yeah. He had like a heart attack or something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Um, So. I think think it's really important to mention, at least especially now, um, that Jennifer is a afro-latinx um and that's some nice representation they speak a little bit of spanish to each other and it's very sweet it's not something that gets a tons of representation in yeah it's not something that we see in as representation in general in film yeah so to see it as representation in like this very niche lesbian christmas movie actually yeah. feels really nice yeah it's it's not the same stores that we'd be getting over and over and over again you know right right um and so uh she ends up getting to the church at some point um we find out gabby is the music director there and uh they end up meeting with father kelly and gabby she is going to demand. They have been a part of this church for so many years. She is, like, you could tell she's been working on this speech for a really yes. long time. And it's really important. And she's getting no help from Jennifer whatsoever. Jennifer's <laughs> they, like, she's, what the fuck is going, the fuck is going on? on? I don't know. The, how is this my life? I What? <laughs> what? Uh, but, okay. Also, yeah. can, we, can we pause and, like, note, it, note that, like, nobody's asking her if she's okay. Like, she looks bewildered with every single person she meets. And, like, yeah. they're just talking to her and, like, being like, what the fuck is, like, come on. Like, you know these things. And she's like, I literally don't. And everybody just keeps laughing it off. I feel like if that were my partner, I'd be like, are you Okay. Like, do you need to lie down? You look like, sick. Did, do, like, did, so, like, did did you hit your head on the headboard last night? Like, uh, <laughs> what? Like, are you, you didn't like, use what's your going safe? On? Word? <laughs> 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 Sorry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um. <laughs> And so, so like Gabby's just, she just really wants Father Ke- Kelly to marry them. And Father Kelly is like, mm, but Catholic. Yeah. Um, and Gabby is just, you know, yeah, this is, this was a really hard speech for her to make. And so like his, him kind of shutting her down just means like she's completely devastated. And she kind of keeps looking to Jennifer like, like back me up here Mm -hmm. like we're doing this together right like back me up and uh jennifer has nothing to give (laughs) (laughs) she's like i don't know what i'm doing here again i i don't i don't know (laughs) what i'm supposed to be doing um and she says something very important where she says we feel welcome but not equal Mm -hmm. that's a doozy (laughs) Mm -hmm. um yeah, and we find out 
also, so Father Kelly is a really important role in their lives because Gabby confessed to him in high school that she was sex- sexually active. Mm-hmm. And he ended up absolving of her, her of it because she's human. She makes mistakes. Like, he's a really good dude. Yeah. And then as as Gabby finds out she's pregnant. <laughs> and Father Kelly stood by her. And it's implied he may have done what he could to get make sure she had an abortion. And we also find out, like, her family, like, basically, like, threw her out on the street because of all this. Um, and so it's something that's obviously caused him, like, kind of a lot of, like, religious anguish. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at the, at the end of the meeting, all he can say is that he will pray on it. Yeah. Um, and then they run into fucking Vinny at the grocery store. He recognizes him. He says some gross things about Gabby, so Jennifer just, uh, what's a good, what's a good New Yorker way to say he uh, so then Jennifer just slugs him yeah. <laughs> without hesitation. She just slugs she just, him. She he got just... a, he's, he'll, he'll have a broken nose and a shiner the very next day. <laughs> not a regret in her face. Not a regret. This woman does not give a fuck. She'll punch Vinny in the face. Whatever. Yeah. Don't talk about my wife's ass. Only I can talk about my wife's ass. Exactly. Exactly. And, like, obviously, <laughs> like, she's still, like, she, like, given that, like, in her other life, like, their last, like, interaction was her finding out that, like, Gabby was gonna sleep with him. Yeah. So, like, obviously, like, she'll have, like, all of that rage pent up in there, so it's actually quite satisfying. Yes. And, like, Gabby's super into it. She's like, holy shit, did you fucking punch him in the face? You're so hot right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Which, like, like, you too, Gabby, right? <laughs> yeah. But, like, this is, like, the moment where Jennifer is just like, oh, like... Actually, like, this is the point where you kind of see Jennifer is going from bewildered to, like, oh, this is actually kind of nice. I might just kind of ride this for a bit yeah. and see kind of where this takes me. Yeah. And, yeah, so they end up going to dinner with uh, her father. They they just have, like, this nice, like, conversation. You know, like, they're just a cute little family. It's just Jennifer, Gabby, and Mr. Ortiz, and Gabby kind of... Does a, a toast in in thanks for Jennifer and Mr. Ortiz and like talks about like how he essentially took her in once her parents kicked her out when she came out to them um, mm-hmm. and was more of a father to her than her biological father ever was. And so she's very happy to make it official that he will, you know, legally be her father-in-law. Um, and it's just it's very sweet. Very sweet. Mr. Yeah. Ortiz is the one true ally. Yeah. And then it's Jennifer is just like because like Jennifer has like a literal 20 year gap in her memory. Yeah. She begins to apologize for the letter she sent Gabby yeah. for what happened. And so like Gabby's like well, like why are you apologizing for this? Like this was like a long time ago and like Jennifer's like I need to get this out. <laughs> and so they do. And but then it kind of just like builds up into this argument. And, like, we learn basically a good chunk of their history um, in this alternate universe. And uh, they still had that blowout, but they ended up working it out. Um, And, like, Gabby's obviously over it, but Jennifer isn't because, like, she hasn't had that time and healing to, like, deal with it. And so we learn about the letter, and it was like, don't speak to me, drop dead, which, you know, you're 15, okay. And... (laughs) Gabby respected her wishes because she, you know, 
that's what she asked. Uh, but then she was like, I can't. I am too in love with you. <laughs> Which kind of <laughs> makes your heart bitter patter just a little bit. Yeah. And uh, Jennifer needed to take a moment to cry. Yeah. It was, it was, it was very much so like... You could see a lot of the confusion on Gabby's face of like, we have gone over this multiple times. Like, we have moved on from it. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, that's the first time somebody asked Jennifer, are you okay, basically? Or like, what the fuck yeah. is wrong with you? And like, obviously, because Jennifer, this isn't Jennifer's reality. She hasn't had time to process it. But like, Gabby says, like, I'm glad you wrote this letter because you were honest. Um you told me what you needed and how you felt and like yeah it sucked and I'm so glad we worked it out but like standing up for yourself is important and you need to do that because apparently Jennifer has a hard time with that and like putting herself and her needs first and so eventually like Gabby comes to like console her in bed um and like there's this really sweet moment where um Gabby tells Jennifer, like, I need you to rub my arm. That's how I always fall asleep. And, like, there's a quick little flashback mm. to, like, they used to do that when they were kids and, like, best friends. Really and sweet. then in... and then they begin to comfort each other mm. in bed. Mm-hmm. They comfort each other biblically. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, it's actually a really sweet love scene, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, Jennifer's doing really well for her first time with Gabby. Yeah. <laughs> honestly. Like, it's I like, like I feel like <laughs> so like obviously it's not her first time with a woman thank god because can you imagine if she's only been with men oh, in god. the 20 years span like that 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 moment would be so much more awkward yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like why do you look like you don't know what you're doing we do this all the time <laughs> that, 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 stop it that's the only way this exists but it was it was sweet. It's very nice. Um, and now it's time for Christmas Mass, a very important time for the Catholics. Uh, not that a Christmas Eve service doesn't do the job for us Protestants, but you know there's something about a Christmas Mass, you know. Um, <laughs> I usually go to Christmas Eve Mass. Yeah. Or do a midnight Mass. Yeah, I did a midnight Mass once, but it was for like an Anglican thing, so mm. it wasn't it wasn't as fun. <laughs> great preacher but it was kind of like a little too much for christmas eve do you know what i mean yeah yeah um so gabby's like make sure you show up don't be late to mass um <laughs> do you want me to do this part <laughs> yeah because i'm like uh, she's showing up i know i don't know what this means <laughs> It's, I think it's like Jennifer slept in. Gabby had to leave early because she runs the choir. And of mm-hmm. course, she'd have to be there early. So she had left a note, don't be late. But then <laughs> I, I, I wrote in the notes, uh, just like Gabby leaves a note for Jennifer not to be late. But Jennifer fucking shows up at the damn gospel. So she is late. <laughs> um, and the reason I know that is because I am Catholic. And I can tell <laughs> the order in which a mass goes. That's a nice thing. About Catholic masses, it doesn't matter what language you're having a mass in, you can still follow along where you're at because they're all the same. So, like, when we were in the Philippines, like, when we would go to mass, like, I didn't know a good chunk of what was being said because I don't, my Tagalog isn't very good, but, like, I could still follow along because it's Christmas mass or just because it's mass. But anyway, 
Uh, then I complained in the notes that it's technically the first or second reading because the verse that Father Kelly reads is from the Old Testament and the gospel is always from Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Okay, he says Old Testament and then he says Timothy. That is New Testament. Well, he's not. <laughs> it was a really, he, like, no, no, no. Like, this is a script issue where, like, yeah. he's like, and I'm like, no, no. What, what, nobody caught this? Nobody? Yeah. What, no, what are you I'm doing? Like, and, like, also, like, <laughs> You, you could play it off as, oh, no, 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 it was the, go-. like, okay, so the reason I know it was the gospel is, one, because everybody is standing. You don't stand for the first or second readings, you only stand for the gospel. And then he tells everybody to please be seated and goes into his homily. That always happens right after the gospel, and that's what, where you talk about, where the priest talks about the readings in the gospel that you had. Um, so, yeah, I'm annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> And I was just annoyed because he said something about the Old Testament and then he talked about this New Testament book. I'm yeah. like, I know my Bible, man. I'm like, come on. <laughs> I'm out you here can't like, pull the wool over my eyes. This isn't from Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, motherfucker. <laughs> and I'm like, this, no, like, just get your testaments right. It's not that hard. <laughs> like, just do a Google search. Like, fuck off. <laughs> it's a low budget movie. I gotta yeah. be, like, I have to be a little bit, but, I, but that, like, that was like the one thing where I'm like, come on. Yeah, it's a, okay, like, on. it's a low budget movie, so I can forgive a lot of other, like, bad, not bad writing, but clunky writing or weird writing. Yeah. But, like, part of the story revolves around the fact that they're Catholic. And you mm-hmm. can't get the Catholic mass, correct? <laughs> also, you would not be reading that gospel or that, te- you know, whatever, on Christmas. No. But okay, whatever. Father Kelly goes off in his homily, though. Yeah, what does he say in the homily? Ba- basically, like, I just want you to cover this entire church <laughs> service because I don't think I can say it with as much passion as I know you are going to. <laughs> so, basically, Father Kelly is like, this is the most, like, damning passage in the bible like this is bullshit like father kelly basically says fuck you to homophobes and so, and is like love is love what is so hard about that and like the catholic church don't fucking want you if you're homophobic goodbye and then people leave yeah like there's always those couple people and like when when people leave in the middle of the service, oh, you know some there was a disagreement. Mm-hmm. There, this some shit was just said. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and like, but like in this moment, you know those people are pieces of shit. Yes. You know, because <laughs> I was gonna say, now listen, I have been known to walk out of a homily or two. I have done that in my time, but usually it's because it's some really shitty thing the priest is saying. Now these are just shitty people who leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But then, basically, Father Kelly has all, like, he he calls out all of the gays that go to church, and somehow all of these gays are dating each other. Um, they each have a partner <laughs> in the church, which is actually kind of nice. Um, actually, it does speak to, like, how open, like, how welcoming Father Kelly has yeah. been in the past. If they feel safe and secure going to this church and being open with yeah. their partner. Like they're, so they're... This, like those people walking out. Like this is not news to you if you've been mm-hmm. going to this church for a while. Yeah, and like from the way that this scene goes, and then you know later when we spend more time with the other parishioners, 
Like, you can tell this is a close, tight-knit church group. Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, like, Gabby says as much in the in their, in their conversation, like, we were baptized here. We got our first communion here. We were confirmed here. So this is the next sacrament that we go through, and we want to do it here with you. And there are four couples that end up getting called up, so eight individuals, and Father Kelly talks about, like, I've counseled all of these people, and they are some of the best people. You know, there's nothing wrong with them because they're gay. Ugh. And, Ugh. yeah, so I know. So good, my heart. I know. And then he... uh. He has them all come up to receive Eucharist, like as an act of solidarity. But <laughs> I put in, I put in the notes. But they skip the whole transubstantiation. So like, there's a whole process <laughs> in which yeah. the host, the the like the little cracker thing that y'all think of. Um, there's there's a process in which that becomes the literal body of Christ. That did not happen <laughs> here. Um, I. I I was like, did you like preheat Jesus? Like you 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 did some like transubstantiation before the mass, even though you're supposed to do it during the mass. Um just so that way They you- just did it the Protestant way where it's just like right. here, take it. It's okay. He's just it's like, fine. here, let's just uh- It's symbolic. It's symbolic. It's <laughs> Yeah, but nothing about the Catholic Church's symbolism. We take everything literally. <laughs> That is literally the body of Christ. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It is the symbol of the body of Christ. No, we're, we're not going to oh get into God, a Oh my God, are we getting into an argument about transubstantiation in my Christmas podcast? <laughs> you know what? For a Christmas podcast, this is the first time we've ever like genuinely talked about religion. Interesting stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but then, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. But then I, was, I I put in the notes. This is a gays only Eucharist. Go home, <laughs> because the best part is nobody else gets. <laughs> it's just the gays. Can, like, like, can we like? The, the, this is not uncommon. Like, I think like across the board, it is not uncommon for communion to be taken on Christmas Eve. So for him to be like, this is a gays only event. Go home is actually quite like, like, literally, you're going to sit there and you're going to think about all the ways you contributed to a heteronormous society while these people get to partake in the body and blood of Christ. Go fuck yourselves. On Christmas Eve, <laughs> or on Christmas Day, rather, and y'all get yeah. none. <laughs> I deny you that Christ shall <laughs> enter under your roof. Because <laughs> in Catholicism, we do communion every single Mass. Even if you go mm-hmm. to, like, daily mass, you still get communion. Um, so, obviously, it is a very important sacrament for the Catholics. And so, for Father Kelly to be like, no hats allowed, <laughs> is really nice. Beautiful. I wish I could get that. <laughs> no hats at my communion. <laughs> <laughs> but then the best moment comes Gabby's like surprise Jennifer we're getting married (laughs) and like yeah so he's like like literally like they all take the Eucharist and then then Father Kelly singles Gabby and Jennifer out and he's like so uh we're getting married now and Jennifer's like what the fuck what (laughs) 
But, you know, she goes along with it because it's Gabby. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She loves her. And she's fine with this Christmas wedding. Yeah. Because. Because it's. Well, and, like, the people that make Christmas hard. Yeah. Are still around. So now it's a celebration. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then there's the wedding reception. And this is where me and, like, you thought we disagreed about, you know, the body and blood of Christ. No, no, no. This wedding reception where they get dressed. (laughs) And, you know, Gabby is in this very nice white jumpsuit. I did like like her white jumpsuit. Gorgeous white jumpsuit. Which is, like, perfect for any gay wedding. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then Jennifer is in this slinky, sparkly red dress Very that just Jessica screams, Rabbit. I am a lesbian and I just got married in the Catholic Church on Christmas. And it is beautiful. And then that just leads us into the wedding reception. And, like, again, like, it does kind of reiterate, like, this church is their community and everybody's, like, really lovely and supportive. And her dad's there and they get to dance and everything. (laughs) Uh, But then Jennifer starts seeing visions of the man from her other life, whose name I've already forgotten. David. David. With her very high-slit red dress in the Catholic Church. She just got gay married in the Catholic Church. Like, are we really (laughs) gonna argue about this? Okay, I have... I love her dress in that it looks amazing on her. She fucking flaunts that shit. I just, it was very much so like the, the old Catholic lady in me that like clutches her pearls and still wears like a veil on her head during mass. Um, (laughs) That was like, you can't wear that. But you know what? Anything that says fuck you to the Catholic church while also still being Catholic which is basically just me, um, I'm down for <laughs> um, So she keeps seeing visions of David, so she goes out into the hall. And, like, they're in an old Catholic church, so, like, the hall is, like, this very neo-Gothic-looking mm, place. And she ends up getting visited by Ezreal again. And he tells her, he's the deceased child of Gabrielle and Vincent. <laughs> so she's Azrael, Gabby's son. Get it? Gabby said, get it? Gabby's son. (laughs) 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 And uh, he tells her it's almost time to go. And she's kind of like, I kind of don't want to. Like, I'm having a good time here. Um, Part of it, too, is like she thought this was going to be a choice at that time. And he was like, no, this was just giving you a taste of what life could have been. And it's very sad. Yeah. And I thought that that's what we were going to get, like, as a very sad ending. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But the rest of the evening is nice. Um, But she wakes up, and she's back next to David. Um, And so she's like, well, now i got to find out what the fuck happened, because this is going to live in my brain forever, so... Yeah. Uh, She goes to the church, and she manages to find out what happened to Gabby. Can we so mention, Gabby, too, like, oh. their their drive into Queens? Like, I think it's kind of like, it sounds like David has never been to Queens, ever. Ew. And, like, he basically makes a comment, like, it's like a whole other world. And she's like, oh, really? Mr. Manhattan? Mr. Money? Fuck you! <laughs> 
is where Ugh. I grew up. There, there's a bit of a difference there, you know? <laughs> but, you know, like, he works at, like, they work in finance in New York. Like, it's not surprising. Mm. I'll leave it at that. Mm. Anyway, um, so we find out what happened to Gabby. Gabby got pregnant with Vinny. Ugh. Um, and then in this reality, Father Kelly decides to keep, it couldn't necessarily to keep the child, um, but she has a stillbirth, mm-hmm. uh, and since all of that bullshit happened, she walked into oncoming traffic and died. Yeah. That's rough, buddy. Right. <laughs> that's just, that's dark. That's, that's dark. really that's fucking, fucking dark. dark. That's so fucked up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And so she ends up going into the church and just, like, contemplating because, like, that's you know. That's a lot to take in. Like, that's so much to take in. And then, like, knowing this alternate reality, um, but Azrael's there in the church and, you know, she sits with him. Um, David's waiting. And this is where the option comes into play. Um, he can, she can stay in this reality, or she can go live in this alternate universe and be with Gabby. I want to give massive props to Nia Fairweather in this scene, because like, oh yeah, you know, like in in lower budget indie movies, acting can kind of be a little <laughs> um here and there, but like she is giving it her all in this scene. Like she is genuinely crying, um, yeah, and genuinely feels the pain and like. You can see it in her face that she's having this back and forth of, do I stay here with David? Because she does genuinely love and care about David. Um, Or do I fix everything and get to keep my best friend who eventually will become my wife? Um, And being like, I don't, you know, I feel bad about leaving David because we've built a life together. Um, But... I still, I want to be gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's, I feel like there's also, like, because, like, a, through a lot of, like, her interactions with David and everything, it seems like, you know, she went into finance and she did well there, but, like, she got, like, there's a reason why she's a vet tech yeah. now. Like, she kind of got pulled, she kind of goes back to a more blue-collar-esque lifestyle. Like, this is, like, and she kind of goes back to her roots a little bit and she kind of sees that draw. And there is a bit of tension with her and David because yeah. of that. And so when she sees this alternate reality where not only is she happy and thriving, but David is happy and thriving, yeah. um, that's how she knows she can make this decision and it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, if she goes back, Azrael will no longer exist. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, it's fine. Like, I'm just a dead baby, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> what's she going to do, you know? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> He's been her guardian angel this entire time, and now he's just like, yeah. you can yeet me out of existence, it's fine. <laughs> I'll be fine. That's a whole ass move. <laughs> <laughs> Please yeet me out of existence. Out of existence. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, and luckily... She doesn't go back to alternate reality 2020. She goes back to 1999. Thank God. We're going to party like it's 1999. <laughs> that was... She's got 2000 party over roops at a time. Tonight we're going to party like it's 1999. <laughs> 
Bill Clinton Anyways. is still president. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Things are different. Things are different. Phantom Menace just came out. Oh my god, yeah, Phantom Menace the just world, came out. The world is trying to deal with the existence of Jar Jar Binks <laughs> and Metachlorians. It was a different time. <laughs> Can you tell we also have Star Wars podcasts? Can you tell that Star Wars has taken over every single brain cell? <laughs> <laughs> so Jennifer gets to live the next 20 years with Gabby because Jennifer tells Gabby it's okay. She's not coming over and thus avoiding the argument. However, could I just point out mm. that avoiding the argument means that Jennifer is like, Jennifer is going to have to take more, even more time to figure out how to be honest with Gabby and I feel like that could cause even more friction and maybe they won't end up together in this reality but, because she's avoiding the argument. No, no, no. Because, okay, so the whole point, like, the whole reason that Jennifer was so stoked for Gabby to come over, because, like, apparently they, they have this tradition of Gabby would come over and help them decorate the Christmas tree every year, um, ever since Jennifer's mom passed away, presumably. And so that's why this is so important to her. But then in addition to that, like, she goes all out because she was going to tell Gabby how she felt about her that day. And just to find out that she was with Vinny is, like, hmm. double the heartbreak. And so it wasn't necessarily, like, avoiding an argument in terms of, like, being honest with her and stuff like that. It was avoiding the argument, the, the kind of the dumb, not dumb, because, you know, J Gabby's definitely kind of in the wrong here of deciding to blow Jennifer off. But Jennifer mm -hmm. ends up kind of, like, taking the high road, I guess, and being like, you know what? I am upset, but it's okay. We can do it another time. Um, and so then avoiding the I hope you drop dead argument. Yeah, I guess so. Um, uh, but then Gabby comes over anyway because she felt bad. And, like, honestly, she doesn't care about Vinny. No. Who cares Vinny about was Vinny? just a way to convince herself she wasn't gay, but she's super gay and she's gay for Jennifer. Yeah. Um, and they tell each other how they feel, and they kiss. They kiss, and then they start decorating the Christmas tree like they were supposed to, and then randomly, somehow, they have an Azriel ornament. Which is super creepy looking! So creepy looking. <laughs> and it's, and it's the it. final shot of the fucking movie! Uh -huh. I hate it. <laughs> it's like God is like, I'm just gonna troll them, you know? Like... <laughs> <laughs> I really I really went fucky with the timelines here, but, you know, let's just add a cherry on top of the cake. If I'm not enough of a freak, let's add a tiara. <laughs> As if I'm not enough of a freak, let's add an ornament to the... <laughs> let's add an ornament of your dead child. <laughs> to the Christmas tree. But he's technically an adult angel. He was my guardian angel. Oh my god. Anyways. Like, <laughs> it's such a sweet moment and then you have this moment afterwards and you're like, oh, you ruined the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You made it weird. Made it okay. Weird. Like, they could have done something different. Like, if you really wanted to be like, ah, oh, Azriel is still watching over her. Like, I don't know. Or they could have just done, like, a simpler design that would yeah. make it seem less creepy. Yeah, he looks very creepy. They were trying... 
It was just, they were trying too hard. So it just went into, like, Valley of the Dolls-esque stuff, and it was just wrong. (laughs) But that's the end of the movie. (laughs) That is the end of the movie. At least we don't have to bury our gaze. We did not have to bury our gaze. Um, But (laughs) let's go into the best and worst parts of this movie. Abby, what was the worst part of this movie for you? Um, I mean, like... I think my enjoyment of this movie kind of casts a judgment. I did really enjoy this movie. I'm not going to lie to you. It has its faults. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like people are expecting me to say the mass. Um, but I'm not. I'm going to save that one. That's not the worst. That's just funny. No. Um, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I guess for me the worst is, like, it's it's got some clunky dialogue and some clunky pacing. But that's pretty typical for an indie film but mm-hmm. i mean this is like his debut feature as well yeah so like there's a lot of there's a lot of elements going into this which would lead to it being a little bit more clunky yeah yeah um yeah what was your worst um that fucking ornament at the yeah. end. <laughs> yeah, okay, that too. <laughs> like that, like that, that, that just almost like that, like, like I, I, again, like that really kills the vibe. Yeah. Your dead baby's on the screen. Now. <laughs> <laughs> like ah, that's so messed up. I hate that. I hate it. I hate it. Also, also, I hate that they called him Gabby's Gabby's son. I'm oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> so basically, everything like there, there was a lot to do with Azrael where I'm like, uh, did we have to do it that way? Yeah. Did we? Couldn't he have just been like a lovely, you know, lovely, lovely twink guardian angel and just leave it at that? Yeah. Like, did he have to be Gabby's son? <laughs> yeah. And like, <laughs> I mean, depending on depending on your religion. I guess so. Religion may vary. The Azrael like is basically the angel of death. Oh my god! Yeah, that's so much worse. Yeah. Uh, so the yeah. angel of death, Gabby's son. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! Mm-hmm. And so, like, does like she just die in like her original reality? I don't like, no, time travel is like, weird. <laughs> time travel is so weird. Gonna... You get fucky with time, and like things just start going haywire. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna look that one <laughs> over. <laughs> Be like, you know what? That's fine. Whatever. She's stuck in a Jeremy Barry somewhere. It's yes, fine. They are in the great. dot over the eye. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, best part of this movie for me was honestly that wedding reception mm. and like seeing them walk out and just like enjoying each other and being in love with each other and like having their community around them. Mm-hmm. And like it's just this celebration of two people in love, but also that dress. <laughs> so good. So good. Like, that dress is going to be burned into my mind. And I hate that this is, like, such a... I hate that this is a low-budget indie um, lesbian Christmas movie because I feel like that dress will not get the love it truly deserves because I feel like that is, like, a stellar cinematic dress. Even <laughs> even for what this movie is, I feel like that is a stellar cinematic dress. And it will never get its due. They spent all and that hurts me. On, <laughs> on the dress. Yeah. <laughs> 
How about you? <sighs> Y'all ready for this? Let's get ready for trauma. (laughs) Okay, so here's the thing. This movie made me very emotional. I cried. Mm -hmm. I cried a lot in Mm -hmm. this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Apparently, Emma did tell me that there were, they were Catholic and there was things about Catholicism in this movie. I was like, it's gay, it's Christmas, and it's very Catholic. Like, I specifically <laughs> mentioned that, like, I remember, like, oh, this is really Catholic. Abby's got to watch this. Like, I'm sorry. And it was like, it, no, and, but it was like Catholic that was like accepting of the gays yeah. and i'm like this is everything that abby is struggling with it i need her to watch this right now <laughs> but i didn't realize it okay so it was it was in the lousy beautiful town discord um we have like a little channel on there to talk about like other movies and tv shows that we partake in that are not related to star wars uh, and our friend Holly was talking about a new york christmas wedding and i was just like oh emma and i are gonna watch that for rosé and she's just like, it has religious aspects and like stuff like that. And it made me feel very emotional. And I went, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was not prepared for this. And then I watched the movie and I was not prepared for it. And then I texted Emma and I was like, you didn't tell me they were Catholic. And you were like, yes, I did. And I was like, shit, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. Why this is my best. Um, I'm Catholic. Where I was, you know, baptized and raised in the Roman Catholic Church. Uh, and I am also queer. And that mm-hmm. is, those are two very heavy things to juggle. Um, they're kind of like two magnets that have, you know, they're both like positive magnets. And they like, you know, when you try to put two magnets together that aren't supposed to go together and there's a lot of resistance. That's what it feels like. Um, mostly because the catholic church with a capital c um i think yeah sure um Mm. the body of the church rather uh is not accepting of being queer um this is well known everybody knows this even if you are not catholic um and it's not just limited to catholicism there's a lot of religions that are like that but catholicism is a very big perpetrator and has been around far longer than a lot of modern day religions so we think of catholic we think anti-queer something that has been very 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 hard for me as somebody who grew up catholic and somebody who is queer is trying to to balance that and figuring out where i belong because um I didn't get to have this whole, like, revelation that I was queer. It was it was a revelation in a way. Like, oh, that's why this is happening. That's why I'm getting all hot and bothered to Shakira's Hipstow Lie music video. <laughs> 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 but the, it, the realization was one of fear. Um, and not, mm. like, the fear of, of coming out. 
because like obviously that happens it wasn't like oh god now i need to tell people or you know i have to keep this a secret but also you know trying to be gay at the same time no it was i don't want to be this um Mm. because i grew up in the catholic church and was fed that being gay is a sin um for a very long time i in middle school like i was very much the person who said i don't care if you're gay i just don't want to see it um because that's essentially Mm -hmm. what was preached by the catholic church um because as i grew up a little bit more like the message then was it's okay if you're gay you just can't act on it within the catholic church um so the repression hit hard (laughs) and it wasn't like a you know i just i'm scared to tell people or anything like that it was i just did not want i did not want to exist as a queer person um and wasn't until my 20s that I allowed myself to be okay with it. Like, yeah, I'm queer. Mm-hmm. And then it took even longer to embrace it um, and really, truly live authentically. Um, and it's still a new thing for me because I only, like, officially came out to my parents a couple months ago. Like, yeah. back in October, I think. Um And a lot of that had to do with having been raised in the Catholic Church. And for a lot of people, that might sound like, well, then why the fuck are you still Catholic? Because, you know, for a lot of people, that's the reason they leave the Catholic Church, is because you're not welcoming of me. So fuck you. Um, But it's complicated, you know, because everybody's relationship with faith and spirituality is different outside of the organized religion aspect of it. Um, And a lot of it for me is I still am very much so connected to the teachings from Catholicism and, like, not the ones that were created or governed by old cishet white men for thousands of years. You know what? I, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. My- no, I think, I think, well, especially if, like, you're raised in an environment where, like, people say, like, this is in the Bible and the Bible is true. And you're told that from a very early age. I think that's something that's always going to stay with you, yeah. very close to you on some level. Yeah. But I th- I don't know if that's what you've experienced in the Catholic Church, but... yeah. I think some of it, too, was, like, I think one of the things that helped me kind of get over that hurdle of what I was being taught from people within the church rather than from what's, oh, that's, uh, that makes me sound like a Protestant, but (laughs) rather than what was in the Bible. What's wrong with that? I don't want to fucking be a Protestant. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we lost all our Protestant audience. Sorry, guys. Um, and I'm out. <laughs> listen. Listen. This is an argument hundreds of years in the making. You gonna come to my door and nail some paper to it? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I fucking will. I fucking will fucking do that. Fucking get over here. Get over here. All right. All right. As soon as the board is open, I'm over. I'm over. <laughs> um, 
I think one of the big realizations for me was like, I grew up with Jesus loves everybody. Like, does not matter who. Jesus loves every single person in the whole wide world. And then as I grew up, suddenly there were asterisks after that. Um, that weren't there when I was first learning about Jesus and the teachings of the Catholic Church. It wasn't until I was older that it was like, Jesus loves you, um, but if you're gay, not so much. Um, and then it was, he loves you if you're gay, but you can't do anything about it. Because if you do anything about it, then he'll hate you. You know, like, you will not be allowed into the kingdom of heaven. And I'm like, that's not the, that's not the whole thing I was taught. Like. No. What? No. Um. But then also the really hard part, in addition to still being, you know, connected to my faith, um, there is also the thing of the Catholic Church was my first real big important experience of community um like when gabby was talking about like we were baptized here we had our first communion here we were confirmed here we want to be married here i fucking felt that (laughs) um yeah because like you still going to the church you were raised in yeah oh my god for them i mean so i was baptized at the church that chris's family actually belongs to um okay because at that time that was where my parents lived closest and then when they moved out to the town that they still live in um they went they started going to saint mary's because it was closer so um i grew up in that church basically like i very much so remember running around the tiny church in the town square like as a little kid and then when they built this built the new church which was fucking ginormous like I remember being there for the groundbreaking. I remember being there when it got blessed. And, you know, like, I was always part of the church. Like, I had my first communion there. I got confirmed there. You know, all of those things. And not only that, but, like, it wasn't just that we went to church, but we were involved in the church. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. did children's choir. And then, you know, junior high and high school choir. And then canter. you know, I did a lot of singing within the church. Um, I was part of junior high youth ministry and then high school youth ministry. And when I was in high school youth ministry, I only stuck around there for like a year and a half because that's when I started having my like fuck religion kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. But like I was a youth leader. So like I would help get to lead like small groups during lock-ins with the junior high kids and stuff like that. My parents were very involved, were very involved in various activities around the church. My dad was part of the adult choir and he played guitar and my mom was part of it. And she sang and my mom literally still to this day works at the church. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's not just that I was born and raised Catholic. Like I grew up in this church. That was my first sense of community. Those were where some of my first friends came from. That is when I had my first boyfriend was through church. (laughs) Like, I... Then to have lost that because of, you know, there's a lot of other reasons, but a large part of it being the church with a capital C teachings and, and, and rules about, like, homosexuality was what got me to be done and that 
for that for a time and that was really 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 hard um because now not only am I questioning my faith which is a very difficult um and very intrinsic and personal thing that people may or may not have to go through but I also lost my community um and I eventually ended up finding another community within the queer community and that was a lot more welcoming (laughs) um (laughs) but I still had you know I miss it sometimes as strange as that sounds like I no I I definitely understand that so like I miss my faith I like my faith I love my faith actually I'll go as far to say that I just don't always love the Catholic Church um and so getting to see this uh in a movie where it is just like okay these two women are queer they're getting married and they're Catholic and the only big deal about it is that there is a possibility that they won't be married by the Catholic Church. And, like, that's, that's a very big deal. But, like, they aren't ostracized in their church by it. They're still very much welcome. And Gabby says as much. We feel welcome, but not equal. And then to get to see Father Kelly be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to officiate some gay-ass weddings in my church. <laughs> and we find out even in jennifer's regular reality because she was just like oh where's father kelly can i speak to him we find out that he actually got removed like he was taken out of the priesthood because he was officiating gay weddings and so like to be able to see that was really powerful um even though it's fictional (laughs) um that maybe somewhere out there there and i know for a fact that there are there are catholic priests who are open and welcoming and attempting to make their queer parishional parishioners equal you know and mm-hmm. i mean it wasn't even too terribly long ago when pope francis was just like yeah i support um unions between same-sex couples and like yeah we can be like oh wow the catholic church is finally cut off to the 90s but i mean that's a fucking big <laughs> deal it is a huge deal. That is it's a, a massive big deal. deal. And like people were making fun of it and rightfully so. But to see that as a queer Catholic person, I never thought I would hear that in my life, let alone in my life from the pontifical level. Um, mm-hmm. So getting to see this movie and it being like these two queer women and they're Catholic and that's okay. And they get to get married in their church and they get to keep their community and they get to have their community in both the Catholic Church and in the queer community. And you can be both. You can have both. Was very powerful for me because I never thought I could. Um, yeah. It really wasn't until this year when, you know, like you and I and a bunch of our other friends have been talking more and more about like, religion and stuff because all of us were former youth group kids somehow um (laughs) it started off with just we just managed to find each other and just the the similarities we all seem to have is just breathtaking (laughs) (laughs) even me like i i'm probably the most outlier of all y'all because y'all are like for the most part protestant baptist and anglican stuff like that and then there's me (laughs) 
and I get to teach y'all Catholic. about Catholicism a lot, and y'all are like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny. But it wasn't until, you know, recently getting to talk with my queer friends about religion and faith that I realized that I can, you know, sometimes things are both. I can be both. I can have both. Um, fuck what some people in the Catholic Church say. Like, fuck you. Um, I'm queer and I like being Catholic for the most part, some days more than others. Um, and I'm going to fucking exist here. And I'm going to put my gay little hands all over your fancy church. (laughs) (laughs) So that was, that was the best part for me. Sorry. That was a very long tangent. (laughs) No, that was wonderful. I love it when you get impassioned. Mm. It's great. Um, yeah. Uh, should we, (laughs) on that note, (laughs) uh, I love how mine was the dress and yours, like, here's my, here's my religious trauma (laughs) and how this movie helped me grapple with some of it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, so what would you consider your unbelievable suspension of disbelief? The Catholic mass. (laughs) That whole mass, it doesn't make sense. That was not a mass. That wasn't even a daily speed mass. That was Christmas. What the fuck was that? Um, I would say my unbelievable was like, nobody is like, nobody's questioning her. (laughs) Nobody's questioning her when she wakes up in a reality where she doesn't remember the last 20 years. Like, Nobody's looking at her weird. Really? <laughs> oh, let me throw in there that my another one of my best was the uh, gaze-only Eucharist. Yes. None of y'all can have Eucharist. I, I, I'm totally down with that. No, no, totally cis has, no cis can have the body of Christ on Christmas in Father Kelly's church. <laughs> <laughs> and we love him for that. It's beautiful. That was beautiful. <laughs> um... Okay, uh, okay. Let's talk about the sincerity of the movie, because mm. there was a few. There were a few clunky moments in this movie where it's like, it's trying so hard to say something, and it's just mm-hmm. not quite hitting the right mark. And do you agree with that? Yeah, and it's disappointing because there are other moments where it really hits it, mm-hmm. and then there are a lot that just like fall super flat. Like the whole thing about in in the the first reality of of Gabby getting pregnant, having a stillbirth, and then walking into oncoming traffic, like, come on, man, that was a little much. <laughs> we could have we could have backed it up just a little yeah. bit. I don't know. Yeah, though I do just think for bit. the most part, folks did a good job with like acting. Like they wanted to be yeah. There. Yeah, no, the actors wanted to be there. I think everybody gave really solid performances. I think any time it, it felt like the performances weren't up to par, I think it was because they were struggling with the script yeah. more than anything. And I would say most of the problems with this film have to do with just script and a lack of reshoots yeah. and all of that. So, yeah. um, so we do have to remember yeah, it's a low-budget film. Yeah, 
So, and it's like, they're, they're, like, I'm willing to cut it a little bit of slack in that regard. So, yeah. And, like, the chemistry between the two leads was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they went together very, very nicely. I was quite pleased with how they hit it off. Yeah. On screen, both as their teenage selves and as yeah, their adult selves, I, I think it worked really well. I agree. So, um, would you say there's holiday spirit in this one? Um, you know what? I'm gonna say yes. Yeah, I'm gonna agree. With you. I mean, we could argue that this movie could take place in other times, like it could take place over the summer or whatever. But I don't think it would have had quite the same impact if it wasn't around Christmas time. Um, yeah especially because like the whole the whole idea i mean within the within like religion the whole idea of christmas is like the birth of jesus and so the start of a new beginning um Mm -hmm. and that very much so is part of jennifer's story of you can have a new beginning if you just make different choices Mm -hmm. and stuff like that um but like no, I think I think it's the the Christmas aspect of it that the fact that it takes place in Christmas time like elevates it more um mm-hmm. and it's it's about love and yeah like the love that two women share for each other and that they get a happy ending and they get to be queer and catholic and that's a christmas miracle <laughs> and they get to celebrate that and so i would say it has christmas spirit just not the typical traditional christmas spirit Uh, but at the same time and i also feel like because so much of um gabby's story is like finding belonging and family Mm. and so to have that with um jennifer and her father and like seeing them at the table on christmas eve doing their thing and like i feel like that really helped sell that aspect of yeah. the story for me was that this was Jennifer's opportunity to like choose family and choose happiness, right. you know. Right. So I really, oh. yeah. Fun fact. Um, this is yeah, the first. I think TV it movie really to... captured that sort of. Oh, oh! I'm so sorry. It sounded like you cut out. No, go ahead. No, I totally was talking over you because I couldn't hear you. Oh, okay. Well, what was the fun fact? Because I had just wrapped up my portion. Fun fact! This is the first TV movie to use the F word. Oh! According to IMDb. Because IMDb is... Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's also the first TV... I will take them at their word. It is also the first TV movie involving a lesbian who meets a guardian angel. Wow. That's under the spoilers section That's... of trivia and on, on IMDb. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I think um, in a lot of ways, like this is a, there's a holiday spiritness to it. That's also like, it's kind of got that it's a wonderful life vibe yeah, 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 yeah. to it. Like, let's see what your life would be like. But instead of like, it's almost like her current reality is the reality where like the wrong choices were made or like where somebody is absent. Um, and like, it's kind of the dark, empty life versus the life where the right choices were made was like this, um, 
yeah, it's a it's a life full of warmth and happiness and not as much money, but you know, mm-hmm. love and being gay and Catholic. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Make the Yuletide um, gay indeed. Make the Yuletide gay. Um actually and I do I do want to touch on that a little mm. bit because I was when I was watching this I was like, oh like this is gonna be a movie about like, you know, not missing your your time to like make the choices you can and just be your authentic self. This is a movie where somebody like there was there is an element of fantasy to it, but like also it's like but like why can't we have this fantasy where we can yeah. imagine a life where we could have been everything we wanted to be and have that come true. Yeah. Um and this is a movie that dared to like have us dream of joy yeah. as queer people at Christmas. And I guess, like, the other two queer movies we've watched this year kind of have the same idea. But there, there's just so much baggage attached to this, whereas this is, this is an opportunity to go back and revisit all that. But, like, maybe there doesn't have to be baggage. Maybe mm-hmm. it can just be life. And I think that's yeah. nice. Yeah. You know? Because, I mean, like... Uh, yes and no this i mean okay so this movie wasn't like about coming out this movie wasn't about like i mean there were aspects of you know not being accepted for being queer and like having lost family members obviously especially on gabby's end but like it it just so happened that they were queer um yeah and then the issues that come into play are from their surroundings and not within the queer couple themselves does that make sense like the challenges and barriers are because of you know parts of their religion but it's not like i have to come out you know it's not like every other queer movie they just get to be yeah and i think that's nice that's that's the really nice element about this so yeah, I and for that reason, I have to say rosé cheer yep. for this movie. I think yep. this was a lovely movie, and I'm so glad you watched it. I'm so glad we threw this onto our list really this year we, and we shoved that. shoved those other movies to the side. Yeah. Like, so. Fuck MLM couples. <laughs> we here for the Willowas. We're we're here for the Willowas and the Willowas. We are here for Catholic Willowas. <laughs> 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 Yes, 100% rosé cheer. I'm very happy. Yeah. Yeah. So, anything else you want to say before we go? Before we do our where you can find us? Yeah. No, I think I think I'm good. I feel I feel good yeah. having talked about this episode or this movie. I'm so glad we I'm so glad we did this movie this week and this year. So, yeah. I'm really stoked about that. I just burped on, like, I'm so sorry. It's okay, I've been burping, like, this whole time. Because I had lemonade, and I have acid reflux, so. Oh, there you go. Uh, Abby, where can they find you? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at AbbyMCecilia. You can also find me, I guess, screaming about Star Wars and putting my fist through things on Lousy Beautiful Town, which we up... Like Bo-Katan. Horny for (laughs) Bo-Katan. Horny for Bo-Katan. Um, <laughs> she's, she's, she's very pretty. Okay? She's very pretty. Um, the, I don't know if I would call her pretty. I'm just like, you're just 
hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just I, so fucking she hot. She could stab me with the dark saber, and I would thank her. Honestly. I want her to just, like, kick me down mm-hmm. and then, like, purposely try to stomp on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? I have a lot more I could say, but I don't want to be horny on my Christmas podcast about <laughs> I feel like we're too late for that. <laughs> <laughs> but you can find me. The moment we went corny for Gokatan, it was all out the window. <laughs> you can find me thirsting for Bokatan on Lazy Beautiful Town. Our Twitter is at LBTPod. We upload this podcast to the LBT feed in addition to Sapphic Skywalker's feed. So, yes. Emma, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at emphasis E M F Y S underscore N E S T. Um, I'm also on a Star Wars podcast called uh, Sapphic Skywalkers. We just released an episode. Yeah. Oh my god. And it's really good. It's really, really, really good. Everyone needs to listen to it. It's uh, basically a round table. Yeah. It's more of a round table discussion with our friends Dylan and Daddy who are both brilliant. Yeah. And we kind of talk about transphobia and Mandalorian without going into too much specifics about the episodes themselves and just that, that got me in, everything else. That got me in a gender crisis feels. Oh, you would land I know, both, I was, so. I was DMing Dylan as I was listening to it, and I was like, you need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, <laughs> But yes, go listen to that episode. Yeah, um, you can find us on Twitter at Rosé Till X was Day. Um, that's where we post our new uh, episodes, basically. Um, because there can always be a little bit of a delay between the two feeds. So if you want the latest one right away, go to the go to the Twitter page. Um, and what am I wanting to say? Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to gay God. The podcast has ended. <laughs> go in peace. Peace be with you with your gay spirit and also with you (laughs) and also with the gays (laughs) joy to the world the gays are here (laughs) we'll make the yuletide queer